0: Hello and welcome to the Point to Brew podcast. It's episode 34 and I'm your host, Stephen Carter. Before we jump into this episode, I want to quickly mention a new project that I've just started getting involved with. I've recently become involved with my local radio station, Five Towns, a community station, and I'll hopefully be having a regular slot on there very, very soon. The station isn't available on DAB, sadly, but it can be listened to from the website or by downloading the app. It's a community radio station, so it's only very, very small, but it's growing day by day and week by week with new presenters like myself joining the roster. If you search for Five Towns Radio online or in the App Store, you'll find the station either on the app or the website. I've done one live show so far, and when that one and others are due to be aired or broadcast, I'll be sure to share them on social media. But, in the meantime, it's time to introduce this podcast episode. In this one, I'm joined by Adam Robertson, one of the co-founders of Verdant Brewing Company, who are now based in Penryn in Cornwall. With us holidaying in Cornwall pretty much every year now, Verdant have had a special hold on me for quite some time since we first discovered them. Each time we go down, it's been a regular pilgrimage to visit them and get some beers which have just rolled fresh off the canning line. In this one I did things a, a little different than usual, as by now I think most people will know Verdant's background story. Rather than focusing in on the usual backstory questions and, and how the brewery was formed etc, we talked about their recent taproom launch, the continued popularity of putty and their recent announcement that they'll be brewing cask beer for the very first time. I hope you enjoy what Adam had to say as he highlights some of the struggles they've faced being so far away from many other breweries across the UK adam was on site during this recording so i've done my best with the audio in this episode but it might still be a little bit quiet in places as with the north show the best listener experience to this may well be through headphones but hopefully you can stick with it and here i am with adam now right adam welcome to the point to brew podcast thank you very much for joining me how are you doing you okay yeah i'm good thank you thanks for having me no you're very welcome thank you for joining i appreciate you you taking the time out and fitting me in your in your schedule and, and the the busy schedule that it will be planning out 2022 for you but we'll uh, we'll we'll come on to Indeed. that uh, a little bit later on but i believe you are recording on site at your new new site and taproom i believe is that correct i am on site taproom right now got kitchen um in the new office yeah, it's all very it's all very new to us it's lovely yeah, it'll be a bit of a bit of a far cry from the little little unit you had previously, I imagine. From being cramped with little space to now we've got this huge space to to fill in and and sort out. So it is
1: very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We spent a year, what two years in the pool again, so it's nice to be in the building.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's been on the cards for a long time, hasn't it? But obviously the the tap room has just recently uh, opened its doors, and, and I believe it's pretty much as as ready to go as it can be. So. How's, how's that journey been and how's the, the launch and reception been since you, you recently opened it? Oh, man,
1: it's, um, it, the journey has been long. Um, you know, we're probably a year, just over a year late in opening it. And that's all down to COVID, really, the first year off. Mm. Um, you know, builders left site January, Open the doors January 6th, I believe, after Christmas and it's just taken off like a rocket, it's been brilliant, absolutely amazing, we're so chuffed with the space, the reception's been fun. really good mixed ground of folk down there, it's just been brilliant, you know? yeah, pizza's a brilliant beer, has been tasted great, people are loving it.
0: And that's all you can ask for really mate, isn't it, you know, it's, it really is, <laughs> it's, 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 like you say, it's been a a bit of a roller coaster with, with COVID and what have you, but obviously you'd moved production there, hadn't you, in terms of your brewing from there, but you just didn't have it open because A, you couldn't, and B, it wasn't finished, obviously.
1: Well, it wasn't built uh, at all. So, you uh, know, it's a purpose built um, structure inside the brewery. And it was just ring fenced to be built. And it's been like that for two years. But really. well, it, it used to be warehouse space a little bit. Then the first pandemic, it's the space we used to do all the web orders. Because mm. that, that went off like a rocket through the first lockdown. And, um, yeah, so for the last year, I guess, it's just been, we're well, behind a sheet of black plastic <laughs> with builders inside. It was a bit like Monty Python. You just hear the <laughs>
0: building. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a bit surreal, won't it? And just like you say, I mean, everybody had to obviously make ends meet and adapt how they were working, but then to be in a in a new space and not have the full space and temporary yeah. house almost, it must have been... Must have been a bit weird and sort of flitting between the two. But how how far away is it from the previous site then in relation to the new one? Is it is it not far?
1: Uh, it's about two miles, I guess. As the crow flies, you're probably a mile and a half. It's not too far at all. You know, mm. the old site you would say was in Falmouth, from an hour
0: and Yeah, Which yeah. is
1: the, the neighboring town.
0: Yeah, but it's still close enough to be sort of. Almost say that it's Falmouth at least, so it's not 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 too far. Uh, well,
1: don't say that
0: to, <laughs> to the locals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, another very very loyalist down there in terms of where they where the state they claim yeah. and where they're from, aren't they? So, but no, no it, we're definitely
1: based in Falmouth.
0: Yeah, no, it's good and it's nice to have seen that journey, obviously, from 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 personal perspective as as much as anything from coming down and seeing you at the old site and. You're also being yeah, crammed brilliant. there to see food bar opening. Obviously, you've got your new, yeah. uh, the sink in Newquay now. And obviously, now you've got your, your own tap room on site to, to drink it as fresh as possible. It, it's a nice journey, albeit you've gone the, around the houses a little bit to get there, but to, to, see, to see it you know, through no fault of your own, but to, to see it come, yeah. come full circle, it, it must be pretty nice. It must be pretty nice. And it's stunning. It's a great feeling. You know, yeah. I'm so proud of the, the whole space here. I
1: can honestly say, I don't think any of us have really enjoyed it to its potential Mm. until now. And we have definitely haven't shown it off to very few visitors and having the tax open, people can come. It's a great, great opportunity. We're very proud to show it off as much as we can.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. And I'm I'm sure during the the busier months and the, the height of summer and things and when the sort of seasonality comes into effect, I'm sure you'll be all hands to the pump just to to satisfy yeah. people coming because that'll be the thing now, won't it, is people have put holidays off and, you know, this this year hopefully being the full year of fully being open, no restrictions, people coming back on holiday and sort of reliving those plans that has already made is, it, it might tie in quite nicely of, well, we can finally go back when we plan to go and Verdant's new taproom's open, so... Hope
1: for a nice sunny summer. Got big plans for the yards and block backdoors
0: space. Yeah, well that's it. You've just you just been pushing your your summer bash, haven't you? I think you've just been pushing that as much as you can. Just sensitive steps to advertise that, which will again we'll will come on to later. But I'm sure people will be reveling the, the sun, the sun down there in, in the courtyard, like you say, and fingers crossed that it, it all goes goes ahead nice and smoothly. But obviously to kind of add to the mix of the tap room opening um, in January. You had the, the double whammy of launching putty pretty much <laughs> at the same time, which is obviously our annual annual release in January yeah, so, every, every January. So how crazy? Yeah, how has that been a at the new site, but B, how's it been in, in relation to, to previous years in terms of its reception and the, the sort of the, the spread of it this year?
1: It, it's, I personally think that the actual launch. And the delivery of the launch this year has been the best yet. Um, mm. you know, every year we kind of have the conversation: are we going to do it again? Is it going to be as popular? You know, the, yeah. all those things go through our minds every year. And we do it, and it blows my mind again. It's like, okay, it's it seems just as popular, but we have to take our hats off to our social guy, Tim, who Literally managed that an absolute dream, I and mean, he put together a great, great performance on that. You know, he's he's come in and you know I think for the first time really put structure to our launches, a lot of our social mm-hmm. activity, and he's, he's working his magic. It's been brilliant. So you know, it's, it's a lockdown to the team and the business. The second time we did here last year as well. Um, okay. We we brewed uh, slightly more last year. We had a conversation early this year. We got a lot of flat British actually people were accusing us of you know, underselling it on purpose, <laughs> which we, we would never do because that's stupid. Um, we just made a decision before brewing it, which was just before Christmas, that you know we thought there would be a lockdown mm-hmm. in, the, in the new year and there wouldn't be much opportunity for cakes. So we decided to brew slightly less and thought we'd can 100% of it. And When that didn't happen, we thought, okay, we're going to have to put something to kegs. So, there were well, less cans available. But, yeah, that's how it works. So, but it, it, you know, it sold out. It flew, and it's been brilliant. I yeah. love the artwork as well. I think the art is actually stunning. You've got a, a physical piece of artwork that's going to go on the wall in the taproom. which is just beautiful. So yeah, I think the whole thing has been a real success. Will we do it again, though?
0: Uh, well that only you well maybe not even know the question right now, but it's 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 funny. Yeah. It's 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 always come because I I I I love it and I've I, this what I'm drinking tonight, is what I've I've, I've tucked into when nice. I've got home from work and made sure it was in the fridge ready to go. And I'm like, that's jumping straight yeah. at, on a putty at eight percent after work, that'll that'll do nicely. But it's, it's probably it's, tasting great. It is, it really is. I had I'd had it on tap at um, yeah. Trembling Madness in York. I think that was the launch weekend. Nice. Um but this is my first sample of the can and it's just it's everything that I expect it to be. And it's religiously this every year is put is out and whatever I have to do to get it, whatever links I have to go to get it, I will get it. (laughs) Either if it's ordering it direct from you guys or likes a red elephant down there or finding it up here somewhere, I will, I I will make sure that I I get hold of it. And it's interesting when it comes out every year, it's always the same questions of, is this the last one or is it better than last year? Is it worth the hype and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah, without fail every year the same things come round, and to me it's just it's just a damn good beer every year so without yeah. without questioning it just just enjoy the beer for what it is rather than sort of quizzing it and the integrity of it and what have you. and it's for me you know for me I'm I, pretending you can remember
1: what it is about three years
0: ago. well you know this is it it's That's... this is the thing isn't it you know everything's a, a sort yes. of a faded and sort of rose-tinted memory of Oh my God, it was exactly. amazing. It's all about
1: context. Of course,
0: it you? is. You know, it's, it, of course, it is. And, yeah. you know, sacrilegiously sort of open, open table here is I, I sometimes hold on to a can from the previous year just to try it sort of 12 months down nice. the line. And Sapper, Sapper, yeah, and then I, did, I tried last year's this year and it was still tasting nice. Obviously, not as nice as what it was fresh, but it still, mm. still held its own. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you say, recalling the one from five years ago, four years ago, it's like, it's, it's not good because you can't you can't really remember, yeah, can you? Yeah. So, but no, it's well, I will never ever replicate it. Mm. Now, the fox changes every the year; they grow
1: different races, they grow differently each and they're going to taste
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it, and obviously, from obviously, you try and make it as as similar as as possible to each batch. But again, since you've changed since you've changed sites, obviously that's right. going to sort of play an effect as well, isn't yeah, it? That's so it's great
1: some new techniques that we use now, but the recipe's
0: never changed. It's always been the mm. same. Yeah, yeah. No, and that and that's good. And I and I do like it. I do like how you've sort of stayed true to the beer and and the hops and and what you've chucked in there because it'd be quite easy to sort of turn it into yeah. a little bit like what Cloudwater did with Chubbles last year, the year before, where they sort of put a spin on it. But I quite like the putty stays as putty. You know, it stays the same yeah. every year. It's not of it's a putty with this year's hops or high pops and what have you blah blah blah. It just stay the same and you know f- for me, it could quite comfortably sit in sort of the a seasonal launch of yours in terms of maybe once a quarter rather than being in a core lineup. But I suppose the the hype and the generation about it is that it does come out every year and it just gets every everybody giddy, doesn't it? It's just like it's a lovely way to
1: start the year. Mm,
0: yeah, it is. It's it's a cracking way to start the year, hundred yeah. percent. Like I say, knowing knowing that that's coming out, it, it's almost well, it is. every January, isn't it? You know, January is going to come round mm. and and it is going to come out, but. Like the the questions that you raised there, I 100 percent get that. Should you do it, and what quantity in terms of kegs, cans? Because I was the same as you. I was I was, you know, 100 you know, guaranteed that we'd be in a lockdown after Christmas, you know, and, and yeah. December obviously, pre you know prior to, to that was was quite tough. So I imagine obviously for you guys from from your side of the the, the seafood bar and, and the sink and what been, I imagine it was quite challenging. In December, as it was, to then Absolutely. and also you were basing your decisions off, off that December.
1: Yeah, you have to. You know, that was the, I think that was probably the, the worst thing about the whole the last two years is the constant uncertainty. There was no real way of planning mm. ever. We uh, we went through some mega ups and downs of we bring too little, bring too much. The world's doesn't open up. It doesn't open you know, up. Open close. down too much. cake too much. It's, the whole thing is just constant we're to this year being or planable would be nice. We've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Right now it looks like it's gonna play out quite well. Let's hope it stays that way. Next winter obviously could be a
0: winning. Who knows? Well, this is it, and you know, it's maybe a case of that we have to sort of Enjoy the summer months and the better weather whilst it's there and then maybe take it a little bit easier in the winter, subject to how sort of COVID transpires and dies down. Obviously, it's it's different to us, sort of it's weird to say it, but I know it's different for us up here. It is for you guys down there, because obviously there was a lot of uncertainty in Cornwall with yes. hospitalizations and things. Obviously, you, you don't have the infrastructure down there that we do sort of further up north and in London and Scotland and wherever. So it's I completely get that it's been in some respects tougher for you guys to navigate and negotiate in, in and around Cornwall for, from a personal and a, and yeah, a business it's perspective. Yeah, it's weird isn't
1: it Cornwall because you know, we've got, for the size of the county massively underpopulated huge population and like you say a, a poor, poor infrastructure mm. so it is tough down here really in that respect but the population doubles in size, and um, things seem to rock along yeah, you know, but yeah, services are definitely stretched.
0: I think everything, like you say, I think everything, gets stretched in the yeah. summer though, doesn't it? Like you say, that when the the population doubles and you don't have a motorway, you've got the A30, which is a dual, a dual carriageway in parts. Um, <laughs> Imagine
1: how many people would be here if we had a motorway.
0: Oh, it'd be if you had a, a decent network link here. Yeah, even if you could get, even if you had a decent commute link by train, yeah. you know, rather than having to sort of go around the houses by train, it'd be you had a direct route in and out. Maybe it'd be, yeah. But maybe it's a blessing that you don't. Imagine
1: being able to get a train from the yeah, airport. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like uh, maybe it's a bit of a blessing that you don't. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But it's something I didn't have on the agenda actually. Adam, are you are you sort of Cornish born and raised? Have you always been in Cornwall? Where, what's your background? Oh,
1: no, no. I'm from Bristol, originally moved to London eleven, and then moved down to Cornwall in 1996 mm. to study at Falmouth. Um, and then I've been like a yo-yo back and forth. Move back to London. Move back to Cornwall. Move back to Bristol. Move back to Cornwall, and that's where I've been ever since. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave one day. But we moved back when we had kids. We wanted the kids mm, to grow up.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, they're,
1: they're oldish teenagers now, and their conversation is all about leaving. For they can't wait
0: to go live in the city. But would would you want to move out of Cornwall though and go do that again and sort of have city life? Or have you got accustomed to the the Cornish way now?
1: No, I just gotta let them let me go yeah, and yeah.
0: visit. Just to stay there for long enough to sort of scratch the itch, and then now I'm off back where it's quiet. It's yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, it's an interesting yes. one because I mean, we we we'd happily live down there if we could. Me and my wife, like say, we we come down regular. We got we got married down in Cornwall in Saint Ives, nice. and it's we'd we'd love to if we could, but it's it's a the cost, and and B, it's the it's got no industry or sort of real sort of. Employment sort of there as it like a main city, or you know, it's not got massive offices or sort of a, a you know infrastructure for that. So it's an interesting one. That I mean, obviously, people when they're buying houses are usually second homes or the retired down there, aren't they? That's the that's the sad thing about Cornwall. It's it's a it's a lot of
1: hmm. self-employed. I'd say you know the, the talk when we started, James and I started this. James would often talk about you know you have to make. Hmm. A yeah. Job in Cornwall for yourself is there isn't, like you said, there's not huge amount of opportunities, tourism yeah. being the biggest. Um, so you have to create something that people want, essentially, that's generally a
2: problem for an offering. You know,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. So, yeah, in that respect, you're right, but there is also a huge amount of very, very wealthy folks who can work from here from home and jump on a plane <laughs> or a train. Get up to London, you know, the sleep train does business. People jump on that, they're in Paddington at seven in the morning, they do a week's work
0: and then come home. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. And I suppose people who are maybe accustomed to living in sort of more affluent areas like London or what have you have moved to Cornwall, if they like with, with Covid has made people work from home and work remotely, I suppose there'd be no real difference then, would it, if they can access where they work remotely and work in a to me, right, an area that I'd rather live in than a city centre. It's a bit, yeah, if you can, can afford, afford that Yeah, that's that's the key. Is it? It's the it's the affording it is. And when we're down it, you see yeah. the signs of affordable housing things coming up, and it's just like, I'm not entirely sure who they're affordable no. to, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. it's yeah. an interesting and one. That not it's, not the local you know. It's it, and like I say, it's a shame that that, that is the case because it's, you know, Cornwall's a great place and it's such a friendly and welcoming place as well. You know, that's one thing that is said yeah. about Cornwall is that the the locals are great and to a certain extent they do get you know can get aggy when when it gets absolutely battered with 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 tourists really. but it, it's understandable you know if because some people just don't appreciate Cornwall for what it is do you know what I mean and that's the sad part of it as well is that I think last year in particular that people just came to Cornwall because they had to go on holiday somewhere rather than actually coming to appreciate Cornwall for what it is. I just
1: think the worst thing that would be. Was businesses hospitality businesses were under a lot of strain? People came down and got raggy because service wasn't great, mm. or like, the kitchen was closed that day. There's no empathy there, it was just a bit of entitlement. And yeah, people would get pissed off. I'd say, and rightly so. Mm.
0: Well, that's it, and it was the same across the board everywhere. It's just like you say, hospitality got an absolute mattering during covid and yeah you know people just don't have the patience for that in general let alone when table service was a thing and staff were off because of covid or self-isolating you know all that people just got you know their their patience just waned even further which is not right you know but it's that's just the nature of dealing with the general public at times isn't it unfortunately it's not always it's not always a great and pleasant experience and and especially when they're on holiday they want a good experience when they're there not you know the uh, what they deem to be a poor level of service, but that's just yeah. part and parcel of this world, sadly. But um, on on the flip side, though, Adam, is that your your reputation yeah. at Verdun kind of, it, well, it has been built gunning for outside of Cornwall and getting that attention and that, that reputation from outside of the county for reasons which we'll, we'll touch upon shortly. But do you see Cornwall changing in terms of its drinking habits? It's sort of more traditional... Steer towards beer because so you were on a podcast um, not long since, and obviously, you discussed that most of the pubs in Cornwall are St. Austell pubs, the, the tied real estate, so they've they've got a, yeah. a massive foothold in Cornwall. Do you see that slowly changing and sort of people coming now wanting something different beyond that St. Austell experience, or people even who live there wanting something a bit different?
1: Definitely, I'd say that. I'd say it's more in, I think, if there's less. I'm gonna have to, I put this, if there's more places opening that want, that want that offering. and I'd say that's probably younger blood mm. coming into the, the business um, and opening bars, restaurants. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. lot of good people down here doing great stuff now. And, and they obviously all want to, to have good yeah. products. So they're, they're reaching out to us. Um, some of the, the pubs, definitely mm-hmm. leaning towards uh, keg lines, definitely still very price conscious. You know, there's absolutely no way you can get IPAs, behind. Mm-hmm. you know, on bars, in, in little pubs too. If anything like, oh, is storming the county as, an, as an, you know, a great parallel. Um, so in terms of the pubs, I'd say, you know, they're still the rotational lines are going to be cask, and permanent lines of a product from us is the way it's going. But, you know, we've, we've te- recently taken on a, a young lad called Danny who is absolutely smashing it in terms of creating um, relationships and getting involved with events and festivals and working with groups. So, you know, he's doing an absolute smashing job. And he's from a background that kind of works that way in the past. There's been a bit of sort of him learning our ways, and that's letting him move in mm-hmm. those circles a bit more. We would have been a bit shy, I think, maybe last year, two years ago, of getting involved with some yeah. of those businesses. But he is, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite confident that Danny is, he gets us, he knows what burden's about, and that we, let, we let him grab those opportunities. So he's doing a sterling job. All that yeah. happen.
0: No, it, it's good that so sort of you, you're making those links because I think most people, if if you came to to Cornwall or visit Cornwall, and, and people who know it from outside of the county said to somebody who lived locally, "Have you heard of these guys?" Probably a lot of locals would have would have not heard of you, which is quite bizarre. And and before you got the likes of the the seafood bar and the sink, and obviously now your tap room. It was always a challenge yeah. to find somewhere where you guys were were being served i mean sadly the, the one of the few places that we usually could find it was the now closed hand bar in Falmouth, which that was usually a, a regular which yes. sadly is no longer there um but like you say now it, it's a lot easier to find your your beers on tap, but in particular a light bulb, like you say which seems to be taking over and spreading the the word for you but well that
1: that you know that would be a good question that I could ask you it's like as somebody who's Coming from probably a wealth of mm. craft beer up and up country, when you come to Cornwall, do you want to be drinking Lightbulb, or do you want to be seeing more of our other beers you know, dotted around? That's always in yeah, the back yeah. of my mind. But you know, Lightbulb we sell a lot, mm. at the locals love it. Yeah, yeah. but I do. I just fear that when when people come down to visit, you know think they want to
0: see other beers yeah like tap. yeah i mean it, it's probably a different answer now to what it might have been sort of like 12 to 24 months ago because it's like now you've got the tap room and the sink yeah. and the seafood uh-huh. bar there's more availability more option whereas if it was a case that you didn't have those options i probably said want to try different things whereas if i went into a pub and saw a light bulb yeah. i wouldn't be oh, i'm not having that it'd be well they've got light bulb we'll have it whereas <laughs> if it's you know you're coming down yeah. and you've got the options of you've got your fresh things on at the seafood bar or the tap room or the sink and things like that. I think it's, uh, you know, if you want the variety, you go direct to source, which now is an option of three three places now. Whereas if it was pre, which is the right, answer. which previous, you know, if it had been just a case of those places didn't exist, I'd be like, well, it'd be nice if you saw places like Hand or other places like that that had a bit more, because I think, is it, is, yeah. it, is it the work boat or the working boat that's in Falmouth that usually have? The working boat, have you Have got yeah. them on as well?
1: They fit. They do a little bit one rotational line as mm. well, which is nice. Those guys are yeah, great. Yeah. they really
0: supported us in terms of our output. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a great little spot, right on the on the, on the harbour, isn't it? Right on the seaside. Yeah. It's a brilliant yeah. little spot. As as is Falmouth. Yeah. Falmouth's a brilliant little a little seaside town, as a as a most places in in Cornwall. But it, it's great that you've sort of got to that point now where it's spreading a little bit further afield. Cause like New Keys, are you right. know, when when I saw that you were opening the sink in New Key, it's a bit of a an odd place to maybe open in UK, sort of knowing sort of like the tourist <laughs> destinations and things, but to sort of spread that further afield and a bit further, a bit further up the county is, is a good move and surely can only be a, a good thing in getting the word spread. And there's so many great other breweries cropping up or opening and spreading the, the good name as well, you know, you've, like, you've, you've got the Green Elephant in Falmouth now, the sort of shoot Red Elephant, Red Elephant in Truro, bottleship have got yeah. more, or louter in Falmouth now as well, That also... Yeah, you know, the, there's a real sort of little boom of places now coming that, that are operating nationally from, from shipping, but attracting people down as well. So it, it's great that there's that, that critical mass that...
1: It's definitely on the map, I think,
0: for beer tourism, mm. which is mm. amazing.
1: That's great. The beer trail we did last year was fantastic. Mm. I was hugely surprised with the amount of people that travelled
0: down for that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, cause it's it's not a it's yeah, not a it short is. journey. Like, so it's not just going to London and hopping on a train or wherever. Is it? It's a it's a yep. it's a big commitment. It's a very big commitment. <laughs> when <laughs> really um, when you were doing your launch you went for the tap room, I think it was it? Either this month or whatever, you, you were sending emails out and I was like, can we really afford to go yeah. to Cornwall for a day? It's like, can we really afford to do with that? It's, yeah, yeah. it's like, as much as I'd love to, it's like, mm, it's maybe a bit maybe a bit extreme, maybe just a touch too, a far. too far, yeah, yeah which, um, you weren't yeah, that. which it's a shame because it, it'd be great but I mean, my, my wife's brother, he lives down he lives down there now, but with us with us coming down in March, it made it a little bit easier to swallow, just thinking, well, if we wait if we're patient, we'll we'll be there very, very soon so, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's great. But um, again, something that I didn't, I didn't have on on the agenda. But do you get out and and see the other guys much? At other breweries that are coming up, so the likes of you, you pipelines, your black flags, blunt rock, obviously now. George has started that from Padstow and Padstow themselves. Do you, do you see much of them guys? Do you sort of stay in touch quite frequently?
1: We stay in touch as much as yeah, we can really. The Padstow boys dropped us off a six pack of for just today. Just very kind of them. Um, Johnny Pipeline came over for the opening. Black Flag guys don't see that often, but I, I do enjoy trying to visit their tap mm. space. I went up to Johnny's tap room, that was a beautiful space as well. He's trying to expand again. Um, so, you know, we see people as, as much as we can. I wouldn't say it's very often, but probably not as often as we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never get up, I, I never get really up up to I don't mean, yeah, that's too far away. Yeah, it's a,
0: bit, it's a bit of a stretch. I say it's a bit of a stretch, but obviously it's, sort of, it's, a, it's a good sort of trek for you, isn't there? With good, good over an hour at least, isn't it? So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's a difficulty though, isn't it, with, with Cornwall being such a sort of a driver-heavy county is that if you want to go and drink some beers, it's not great for just driving back or getting a taxi or you can't catch an Uber or whatever you can yeah. <laughs> You really can't move around that easily. You can
1: go up the spine, you know. You can travel from Penzance through some mm. very easily, but you know, down and off to the coasts isn't as easy. No. It cost me fifteen quid to get a cab from Falmouth to Penryn.
0: Really? <laughs> that's 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 crackers. That's, that's crackers. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. No, we, we no, we really take these things for granted. The further north that you go on, where you can be mm-hmm. anywhere in twenty minutes, you know, an hour at most, and you've got yeah. a. A motorway, a main commuter link, or taxis you know, relatively easily accessible. It's yeah, it's an interesting sort of juxtaposition, really. That you, sort of most people look at envy up here, but where the opposite of look at people envy down there. It's like I'd just love to go after work, go to the beach, go for a swim, whatever. Just I'd love to be able to do. Yeah. that, it's just a completely different way of life. But no, it, it's a, it's an interesting sort of turn of events and things. But um, your production um, of beers as well Adam, which is one of the things that I um, have yeah. is that you are now starting to produce cask at the new site, which is, is am I right in saying that's the first time that you, you've produced it yourselves? Because I know you've done a collaboration with Kirkstall previously, haven't you? Um, but is, yes. this, is this the first time that you've started producing cask beer yourselves?
1: It is the first time we've done it
0: properly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did some casks for cask festival mm. They're called Casper in London and they were awful. <laughs> so you know, we just we've never had the ability really. And the plan, once we have the tap over, we put four engines in the tap. And the plan was always to have here yeah. of our own running through those engines. So we've done a parallel but we cast something of but we cast, we'll but um they're going okay, I'd say. Like, The bitter was brilliant. The pale was okay. Um, You know, we are brewing very, very small quantities. Mm -hmm. Like, tiny. The the beer won't leave cornwall, probably, until we're truly happy with it. There is is talk of having some what we're going to call outposts where the cask will be served up country and in London. Mm So... We've got a couple of guys on, on board now, um, one working up at Leeds North, and one in London for us. So sales guys, and they're picking the pubs that they want to see the casting. Yeah. But only when we're happy
0: with it. Yeah, yeah, that's so important, isn't it? Right now,
1: really important. Mm. You know, we really need to be super happy with it. Make sure that it's the beer that we drink drinking. Mm. And then we will slowly release it out into the world. And then when we're really really happy
0: with it, we'll probably do it in in some more volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You've you've got to make you've got to make sure that you're happy with it first and foremost, haven't you? Because it's pointless sort of just shipping it and everyone giving it an absolute panning on Untapped or wherever. And then you know, as as fickle the fickle beasts that Untapped users are, you know, it's yeah, yeah. um, But yeah. Be crazy. Yeah, but Especially in Leeds, you know, there's such a, a wealth of, of pubs, which I'm sure you, you, your person who is absolutely. out and about in the yeah. field, so to speak, knows that there's some great pubs that would absolutely snap a, a verdant cask beer up. You know, they'd have yeah. that on there. But that's the regularly.
1: thing, when it was announced, you know, the amount of people emailing, phoning, and saying they wanted mm. it was ridiculous. So we were like, okay, they, you know, the market's there, but we can't accept this beer. I think we've just dumped all the pairs. So all the remaining classes of the pair from hand Because we weren't that happy with it. We've got a couple of collabs with Fine in the tank. At that's exciting. That's really exciting. Jamie came down.
0: Oh, amazing. That's really a, that's, a, that's a big that's a big journey for him, isn't it? Coming from top there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think he really kind of got his chops around how far it was. Um I think he
0: drove it. That uh, he'd have to do that in two stints. Surely he couldn't do that in one go. I think he did, you
1: know. I think he might have stopped at Charles Farrant's in a way. That was what, that's how you broke that thing. On the way down, he stopped for a CBO mm.
0: meeting.
1: And then on the way back up, he stopped at Charles Farrant's. Wow. But that was lovely to have, Yeah, so yeah. We've got um, fresh off jar in the tap Wow. And that was absolutely mm. stunning.
0: Boy, yeah, minutes. yeah. No, I've I'd, I saw recently that you had Yarl on at um, at the tap rooms. I, I'm hoping that there's there's that one when we come down to obviously try your beers. But Yarl on Kasky is absolutely phenomenal, and I've I've been fortunate to do the journey opposite. We've we've been to Fine Ales, we've been to the site up there, and even driving from Leeds, it's a, it's a good slog up there. Bad, it's yeah. Still a good slog. It's it's a really lovely spot. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's Isn't it? it's kind no, of the opposite so cool. of just being in the middle of the middle of the mountains and just next to the next to the yeah. lock and in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah, it's it's a beautiful site. But to have somebody like that come down and, and sort of do a collaboration with you and give you pointers, I guess, in terms of show you the, yeah, the do's absolutely. and don'ts and how to make it a success, because Yarl's pretty much an institution on the cask scene now, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, to have somebody like that come down. and
1: That's kind of how we do the the approach to most of the, well, the new styles we've tried. We did it with the lagers mm-hmm. as well. You know, so we had the guys from uh, Utopia mm-hmm. come down and do a collab with us and... Braybrook, and guys that we know that produce great values in the UK. Just to help, really, point, give us pointers and, um, and we'll do the same with the cast. So hopefully we'll get out and about and do some more cutbacks I think there's talk of a Burn in the Sky one. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which you Yeah, definitely. And where did, has this sort of always been on, like you said, it's, it's been on the taproom agenda for a while then. is that Always been there when you first started, because obviously you started doing the sort of the, the hoppy American styles. Has that always been sort of the, the long term vision, or when did that come about to say that you want to do always, it?
1: Always, yeah. Always, always been the vision. It's, it's always been about fantastic mm. Now, when, when we were at the little side, we couldn't do enough of the, the hoppy mm. stuff. So, so it was just, you know, there was no point in dedicating X amount of time into learning these new skills. Yeah when we knew we could sell all this beer. So as soon as we have the capacity and the time and the space, let's try it. So, you know, when we moved here, the first thing is to start trying the lagers. And then when we were sort of not comfortable, we're not happy with those we're all iterated on it, but we have fancy more time to do the some casts. I and mean, we're just using old tanks from the Blue Sun. Mm. So there's the smaller tanks with smaller-
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Small, larger yeah. Um, and creating these cast beers. and who knows, you know, if we're not happy with them, we go down the drain. And if we're happy with them, we boil, and maybe we'll you'll see some sneak up north. Fingers crossed, mate.
0: Fingers crossed. So, do you still have? Have you taken the kit with you to the new site? Then, or do you still have access to the old site? How, how does that work then with with the previous kit? We
1: do have the old site. Mm. Sadly, we. <laughs> We need to
0: get a shot that. <laughs> in the nicest way possible <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's just a storage unit yeah the stuff that we don't really want it's like a big ass. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: um and all we have over here is four fermenters from the old side mm. so two of the, the doubles from the old site are what we use for the and two of the smaller ones for the cast and that's it the rest everything else we sold Right, okay. Uh, uh, the canning line went to Newtown Park I, mm. I can't remember where the programs went. Three no, sixty they were <laughs> so mm. Yeah. But yeah, everything's gone out there now, apart from a CIP station. Anyone want a CIP station? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so when it comes to like, so you're saying that you you brewing these cask beers on a on a small scale and sort of small batches. Does, does a mm. does a big kit, the you know, the new kit, allow you to sort of brew on the, on a smaller scale? Then is, is, how does that work then in terms of doing it on a smaller capacity?
1: Well, James, in his infinite wisdom, designed the brew house with two large tanks, mm. one one big one and one small okay. one. Okay, um, and the small one, up until this point hasn't really worked out yeah. and not been, not been used for some of the hockey bits. It was meant to be you know, do the pails in the smaller lads the like, bigger bits. Mm. But we are now using the smaller one for the cast. It's working out really well. So It's, it's worked out a bit of a bit dreamy in that respect because otherwise it is just a bit more <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just there for emergencies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think there was talk of it being, we had to under-spec
1: it slightly yeah. to get it on it, in the containers because yeah. it all, all came over from China, and um, James wanted it a bit bigger. And if it was a bit bigger, it would have worked perfectly for the hockey business as well. But sadly not. But yeah, it's getting used now yeah. well,
0: That's Well, that's good that a, he had he had the foresight to do that, and B that it's now now getting used, and like you say, it's not just yeah. gathering um, dust and been unused absolutely yeah um yeah. but it, it'll be quite interesting to see how that that beer goes down locally as well you know as as we just touched upon there previously sort of the more traditional drinkers in cornwall as, as much as sort of there's been a demand yeah. of oh my god we need verdant cask further afield outside of cornwall attracting those people that have drank the likes of your doom bars or your proper jobs or tributes you know trying to Convince them to to drink that and and see what what the reception there will be certainly in in the likes of other places and and if they put it on at the bars and and seeing what what seeing what they think because so obviously it's gonna be it's gonna be a different experience obviously because it it will be but Absolutely, it'll be yeah. interesting to yeah. see what what their ah. feedback is but on that note do you think there is a bit of a market for more hoppy more hazy a bit more modern and contemporary beers on cask as opposed to your more traditional sort of transparent pale ales, IPAs, that sort of thing. Do you think cask is sort of evolving a little bit?
1: I don't, honestly, I don't know. Mm. Um, I would have said a year ago, I probably would have said absolutely. But I just, I just think that a good cask beer doesn't necessarily need to be overly hot Mm. and you can have such a great experience, a good pair on cask. Um, worth yeah, I'd say at the moment, Jerry is out. We, the parallel that we did originally was dry-hot. And we are now doing, going to try some of that dry We and just drop more hops on the hot mm. side and, and, and do some comparisons. I think I think the market is probably there. I don't know if I'm in that market. <laughs> you're, not,
0: you're not the target market.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way. I'd say, you know, I, I personally would love to see light bulb on Cats. Mm,
0: that'd be interesting. And, and Headbands. Mm.
1: Um, I think both of those beers would work very well.
0: Not Putty on Cats.
1: Well, you know what? We did talk about it <laughs> for the launch the time. And everyone looked at me as if I was a that. So
0: what are you talking and about? Then I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then I just saw um, Chubbles release, And they're doing
0: Chubbles on Cats.
1: And I, that's a tipper, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah. Big, big, big hoppy beer. So
0: I'd love to get to try that just to see have that experience. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. And, it, and it, it, taking Yarl as, as a, as, pardon the pun, but as a fine example of what you were saying there, you don't need an overly hoppy beer to be really good on cask, do you? Because, you know, Yarl is quite, you know, no. it's a hoppy beer and it's got a, a load of flavour. But in comparison to what you put out there, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. But if you have that on cask, it really sings, you know what I mean? So it's an interesting-
1: That's the thing, isn't it? The way the hops sing on cask is different. Mm. And you want that slight differential in the styles. And using leaf hop as well something that has to try, rather mm. than So we getting back to sort of a bit more classic levels.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that it's almost coming full circle that things have gone absolutely mental for the, you know, the hazy, the hoppy and all that. And then it's almost like the last sort of 12 months or so, maybe ish from my personal perspective as well is that I'm trying to go back a little bit to well go for a bit more cask and a bit more sort of the pales and more traditional sort of mild seems to be making a massive resurgence at the moment people seem to go mad for milds, and it's it's almost (laughs) like we've we we abandoned cask for so many years and now it's like well we'd like it back now please and it's it's sad that it has been pushed in a corner a little bit and sort of forgotten about but it's Uh, it's inevitable, that's how
1: things work and something new comes along and shines so, but it's cats, you know, never went away. Really,
0: mm.
1: it just wasn't focused on by the uh, the, the hot heads, and it is coming kind of back. And same with lagers, mm. that that's happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. All those, things. yeah,
1: and they all have it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it, and there's a. I'm just in the process of writing an article about West Coast IPAs at the moment, and you know, there's a couple of people said how oh, they keep hearing that West Coast IPAs are coming back, and it's like, well, but they never really went away. You know, it's it's the same. It's no. they've not gone anywhere. It's they've just not they've just been overshadowed and overplayed by the New England and the really hoppy hazy stuff. Which I saw that earlier that you're wearing a, a Russian River uh, a jumper yourself. So it's like yeah. the, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the king of West Coast. It's like it's 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 never gone anywhere. You know, it's 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 still there, but um on that note i'll tell you what
1: i think it's hard to gauge you know the real need or want for it from the market in terms of breaking out of you know it's easy to live inside the crackleaf bubble yeah and everyone's talking about miles and cats and miles and west coasts but you know we find west coasts quite a hard sell it does sit on our list for a lot longer than the, the hockey
2: stuff, and
1: we all love them here. We love making mm. them, we love drinking them, but they don't sell as well, you know. But it would seem you would you would believe that the trend says that they're
0: they're pretty popular. Right mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like said, they never really went away. To
0: no, them. well that's saying it's it's like the other other things that you mentioned there. It's just you've got to go find them, and, and one of the things mm. that I'm sort of discussing is that the people now associate IPA with just purely new england or really hoppy hazy rather than sort of a wet you know that's a really good question if if you go and say it's an ipa and it's a west coast ipa they'll be like "Well, this is really bitter it's like well yeah, it's it's a west coast IPA, but just because it's branded as an ipa it's not it's not perceived as as that that sort of really juicy hoppy experience it's a completely different experience a fantastic experience but it's not not what people are expecting and i think that's what puts a lot of people off from making west coast ipas but from from what i've had of you when you do do them you do a a fantastic job but I like you say from I understand probably from trade and a, a retail perspective that there's probably just that little bit well probably a lot more hesitant of buying it in terms of comparing it to your likes of your you know your more, more yeah I, I would
1: agree with that completely and, and you know we've never gone down the line naming our beers New England or Hazy we've never used those words we just call them IPOs zippers or else. Yeah when we do a West Coast, we, we have to put West Coast on it to, like you
0: say, make that difference mm. stand out. Because otherwise, we, we have had people complain about our West Coast and say, there's nothing like the Allen <laughs> previously. <laughs> <laughs> it <Yeah>. won't be. <laughs> yeah, it's West, West Coast Allen. Yeah, yeah. It's... yeah, yeah. But, no, it, it, but like you say, it's, it's, in, it's outside of that bubble, though, isn't it? Because even sort of like for for me and other people and like yourselves that are involved in the craft beer world and sort of know the the intricacies and the ins and outs and are more in you know more involved and aware of these things to people who just know that they're like verdant beer they're like cloud water exactly they like northern yeah. monk beer it's like the cipa yeah and they associate that you know potentially associate with a certain style or previous beer like that like alan which obviously it's not going to be but yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting in terms of will that slowly sort of that's what I'm writing about. Is that going to slowly start changing? Because obviously West Coast started this, you know, with Sierra Nevada, Russian River, Etal. You know, that's kind of where it started with your classic American style of the West Coast. Well, again, a bit like Casquel, that sort of start people start discovering that style now. Of oh, hello, you know, I didn't I didn't realize that was a thing. That's quite nice and different.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Do the do the young you, uh, drinkers? Consider cask to be off their radar. I really don't. Mm. Know that. I don't. Yeah, know that. yeah. Um, you know the pubs that we have in town. The, you know the best cask beer pub that I frequent, Front and Fowler. They get great styles of beer. All on cast. They do some cake beer mm. as well. But they and they rotate and they have great beers on. And you know, I look at the crowd and they're quite young. But I wouldn't say they were beer fans. Hmm. No, not. no, one's got a phone out. <laughs> they're just
0: enjoying beer, yeah. which you know we're still in the old places.
1: Really. yeah, and that's that's how beer should be. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that's it. But, in some respects, beer is almost a secondary purpose, isn't it? That you you're there to enjoy yeah. beer, but it's the company that you keep and the place that you go to. That's the. You know that's probably eighty to ninety percent of the experience. As much as you know, the, as you're there for the beer, it's it's the other things that add up to the experience, isn't it? Like we like we said earlier, it's yeah, absolutely. you know, it's situational. It's completely situational. It's I think I think cask is you know, f- font of a better way of putting it, becoming a bit more cool. You know, it's becoming a little bit more attractive and have been certainly for me when I was younger and sort of cask beer where I am. You know, you just see the likes of John Smith's, Tetleys whatever, and it's just like, it's just boring wow. beer, whereas now, it's actually, well, actually, it, it, it's a bit more exciting, it's got a bit more about it, and a bit more flavour, and blah, 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 so, I think it's becoming that way, I don't think it'll quite, sort of, get to the keg stuff, and, and all the hoppy and hazy stuff, but, who knows, you mm. never know, it, it could, who yeah, yeah, it? well, this is it, mate, you just, you just don't know, do you, so, but no, like I like say,
1: I, I'm going to put my money on a big brewery, not a big brewery, but a new modern
0: brewery, this year that it's cask focus. Mm. That, That'd be very interesting. I think that's probably in the pipeline. Mm. Yeah, probably, somebody probably had that. But it's, it's, it's a big risk, big risk of it. As opening a brewery as normally. It's a big risk, isn't it? You know, to go for a cask focused yeah. or a big cask only in particular. It's because people are never going to say, Are you going to keg it? It's like, Well, no, of course we're not because <laughs> we the cask. Um, but yeah, and certainly my experience working in the shop where I work is, you know, cask such a hard product to to manage in terms of making sure it's kept right and, you know, making sure you get... That's the big, big decision. Yeah, and, and, that, and for reasons why you've said about making sure it's right from your side before you start shipping it again, that just adds a whole layer of complication and people try, you know, selling it within the, you know, the few days that you've got to make sure it's fresh and at its best. It's it's a huge risk, isn't it, to take on a on several casks or a few casks. Yeah, around.
1: and it could, it could kill you if, you know, if it, if it gets into the wrong head.
0: And is served
1: badly. Mm. That that is a really poor experience. And that can kill a brewery. You know, that reflects on the brewery, and not
0: the pub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well that's it. It's almost like that, like you say, the pub's almost immune to it, isn't it? Really? Because again, the the, the, yeah. the the average person won't know about the, the storage of it, tapping, vent in, serve it, the shelf exactly. life, etc. It'll be, oh I had that, and that's not very good. I'm not gonna vote by them again. So it's, yeah. you know, and then and for reasons like you said about you having your, your salesperson or people in in the right sort of locations to to scout these places out, they can at least do the research, can't they? Of trying the beers, speaking to the people, making sure they're going to look after it properly and and treat it how yeah. it deserves to be exactly. treated. So no, I a hundred percent get it. Yeah. Um, but we we alluded at the start of uh, start of the recording, Adam, that you are looking very very busy this year. Um, yes. So everything, all the issues in the world at the moment to one side with COVID and whatever else. 2022, what, what does that look like for Verdon and for you guys at the moment, going out and doing festivals and being in the field, et cetera?
1: So for, you know, for the brewery, we are stacked with events. Um, there are a lot of festivals happening this year. I think come May, it just you know, it's one a week until the end of August. So we are, we are massively stacked For Me, personally, I'm going to focus most of my energy into the taproom and getting an events there and look little summer beer bash, which is going to happen. So that, my focus is going to be down here. We so expect to see a lot of the guys on the road this year. James and Rich are definitely going to get out of the road more this year, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's just a bit crazy. There's a few internationals, loads of great British festivals. You know, it, it, like I was saying to you earlier, it feels like two years of kind of being on the pause is making it quite hard to look, look at all that travel and get that excited. Yeah. But, <laughs> the the young the young love
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. and and this is the sort of the, the the hidden truth almost, isn't it? Of these, when you when you go into all these festivals and events and things, it's there's only a, a finite number of people that are doing these things. And and I know that you you have done a lot in the past. And it's like, let's say if you're doing one a month, one a week, even once every two weeks or whatever, yeah. it's it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of work. And I know it's sort of like first world problems, but especially from where you are, traveling to. Wherever up north and up to Scotland or abroad, wherever it's, it's, it can be quite challenging at times. It's I imagine
1: hard to get yeah, it's hard it's hard getting out of this county. You know, the, the, the easiest way is train, it's five hours to London, it's five hours to anywhere. It is a bit crazy. So
0: now the guys are
1: having the, the two labs now, one up north and one in the south, is really, 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 really helpful. Mm. So, sort of smaller events. And smaller festivals, we can ask those guys to attend.
0: Yeah.
1: And nobody needs to do this for them.
0: Yeah.
1: But generally we like to have two people at an event if they're multiple days and at least fair someone person.
0: So mm.
1: we're, we're trying to get everyone out, share the load. The some of batches is going to be the biggest focus really for me. And really I am excited about these hills, the big festival mm. and big foot. So I'll be doing those two for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's London
1: Craft ten-year anniversary this yeah.
0: year, so I'll try and get up for that. To mm. Yeah. Well, we um, we went to uh, Bigfoot last year, and obviously you had a, a strong presence there. You had quite a, a big marquee, wee signage, and the seafood truck there, didn't you? So is is that yeah. is that the without giving too much away? Is that the plans Similar again? vibes. Yeah. yeah,
1: similar vibes.
0: Definitely. Yeah. They've moved. Have they moved it to London or close to London this year? Bigfoot. Closer to London.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's in Bedfordshire.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, because it was near Birmingham, wasn't it? Warwickshire before in, in last yes. year. So. Yes. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think a lot of uh, festivals are going to be postponed for us this year because uh, Anna, my wife, she's, she's due in May. She's, uh, so she's, nah, <laughs> so nah, 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 I think, yeah, <laughs> so I think it, I think it's about two weeks before Hop City. I think it's about two weeks before or three weeks before uh, Fine Fest um, up at Fine, which nah, we'd, we'd kind of planned on going to that and camping up there, but obviously... You know, thing, things change, unfortunately. I'm trying to sneak a day out of Hop City. I'm trying to just at least get one one day of freedom <laughs> out. One one day at least. But, no, it's um, it's great. But from what I've seen advertised, you know, Summer Bash is, is looking great. And I saw you put an advert out for uh, people to take over the, uh, what, the seafood truck, you know, to come and do pop-ups. Yeah, you. so we're inviting people to, to take the truck on for the summer in the yard here
1: at the Tech you know, we've been pretty stacked in the tap over the last few weekends, and the pizza guys they just can't really keep up, so they're sort of they're done with dough and pizza making by about eight o'clock,
2: mm.
1: the evening, which obviously isn't ideal. So, we're thinking with the yard open over the summer, we'll bring the truck down, leave it here, and, you know, just basically give it to a vendor who can use it for the
0: summer. And then we've got two offerings of food. You know, Right in the load a bit on the pizza yeah, yeah, we we'll keep begging, please, please, can somebody else come do it, please, please, just yeah. <laughs> I
1: think we we got some good options.
0: I think. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, it's a great foodie destination. though, Cornwall, isn't it? I'm sure you'll you'll be yes. you'll have plenty of yeah. plenty of options to to go at, and you know the breweries that you've got lined up for for that that summer bash. It's you know looking at some of them, you, you know you've got you've got Finn back on there, you got Cloudwater on there wylam track polly's and obviously locals you've got pipeline black flag etc it's just i imagine it's going it's to a be pretty a pretty good line yeah yeah it's it's looking it's looking pretty good so it's
1: not so much the little sum of the eventually.
0: no maybe maybe that's yeah <laughs> yeah maybe an ironic an ironic title but no it but it, it's that, yeah. like you said it's that culmination of two years of being isolated and hidden away and obviously so long for the, the tap room to be open to actually do it justice and do it proud almost of get all this in, Absolutely. get all these people yeah. down and, and things. It'll be a real, a real, a real I event. I think that will
1: be a big celebration uh, that, mm. that, you know, that I have all our, you know, all the friends we've made over the years in one space. We can show off the space, show off the tap uh, have And have a lovely weekend together. Let's just pray for the yeah, sun. Yeah, which.
0: It has um,
1: rained for every
0: summer day of <laughs> so far. have Have they all been in July as well?
1: They've all been the week, usually the weekend after this right. one. We pulled this one forward a bit. Number For a, a good reason. But
0: I'm, I'm praying. F- fingers crossed, central. mate. If, if you had a summer anything like the first lockdown in 2020, if it was anything like that, Do you know I mean? oh, no, that was that was glorious. Then, so, glorious. yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But no, I'm. I'm Hopefully it will be, mate. But yeah, it'll be from, from what you'll remember of it anyway. I'm sure but it'll be a a great weekend. But no, it, it's it's yeah, it'll be it'll be great, mate. I'm sure. But is 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 the tap room your your little baby then? Almost is it you that looks after the the operations of the tap room predominantly out of the out of the three well, of you? Well, we've got a
1: great manager, down there, Alex. But yeah, out of the three of us, it's kind of my to manage the venues. Um, I um, uh, you know, I'm. We're trying to put, we're not trying, we're going to put five gigs on music and, and at the moment. So I'm, I'm kind of managing that at the
2: mm. moment.
1: I'm trying to figure out how we can put some, some good bands to come down, and when we can do that, how we manage it in terms of security set. Loads of little things yeah, like yeah. that. So I'm not going to rush into it, but it, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. We've got a, um, got a bit of an exciting thing coming
0: up, but I'm not going to no spoilers yeah no no
1: spoilers
0: well yeah. <laughs> no, no like it's all these little things that add up though isn't it just add on to the existing stack of things that you've got yeah. to sort out and like you say it's security and licenses and blah 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 and then
2: yeah
0: all the all yeah. the fun stuff of sorting out that people Probably don't appreciate, but things that need to be done properly don't. They? So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not glamorous. I've spoken to Cal who does uh, Hop City for for Northern Monk and Ruby who worked with him. She does like I do I organize the toilets and all the non-excited stuff of exactly these things, yeah. isn't it, That you've all got to think about. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's all got to got to be accounted for. But no, I'm I'm sure it'll go go down well, mate. And if we can make it subject, obviously to the way of the world and the little and and getting some time off and not having all this money going to raising our, our newborn child we might might be able to venture down and <laughs> see what happens but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see
1: you might be quite tired
0: adam. yeah either tired or we'll, we need to get away we need to have a weekend away yeah, we, we've got to do it we have to get away but we will see we will see um but adam um that that's pretty much what we we had on the agenda so i i appreciate you you taking the time out to to have a chat with me this evening i i know you'll be very busy and have other plans to to get away and, and go escape rather than sat talking to me so but before we uh <laughs> 10, 10. B- before we leave um just very very quickly um, obviously we've discussed these things but obviously people who probably will follow you but those who maybe don't where can they keep up to date with everything that's going on at verdant and uh, all your events and things for the Tap room? uh
1: the blog is the best place for tap Room stuff and the, the uh twitter and instagram We've got uh, Honest underscore Taproot both those handles, those guys. In terms of events, same socials and the blogs. So we try to you know keep everyone as up to date as possible by those channels.
0: Cool, lovely stuff. Like I say, I'm sure most people probably will follow you on there, but um they probably don't know about the blog, which I think sort of there. Those are a little bit hidden sometimes, out there in terms of the the Instagram and the social yes. medias. But yeah. Um, but yeah I, I do sort of dip in and out of the blogs when when you do post them because it gives a little bit extra detail that you can't quite put in the in the yeah post a few more yeah, words. yeah it gives a sort of a bit more of a an insight into into what's going on so i do i do recommend both checking out the the blog and the the social media feeds which i'm sure people do but adam Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having um, me. No, I appreciate it. And um, like I say, we the uh, the tap room is number one priority for when we come down uh, in March next month. Well, let us so. know when
1: you're here. It's, um I'll make sure
0: I'll pop down Yeah, so no, there. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And I no, uh, like whilst Anna, Anna's pregnant, I'll uh, I'll make the most of being able to drink and have a bit of a, a haul pass and a free ride to uh, to get back. She's driving you yeah, everywhere. It's, it's brilliant. I'm sure she'll get her revenge eventually, mate. Yeah. But whilst I can I'm uh, I'm yeah. making the most of it. But I'll uh, I'll be sure to reach out with you when we come down and I uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. Nice
1: one, dude. Good yeah. luck with All right, mate.
0: I'll uh, yeah, thank you very much. I'll I'll uh, speak to you soon. Right.
1: Nice one, bye bye.
0: Welcome back and thanks to Adam for joining me on the show. Hopefully you managed to catch most of what he had to say and enjoyed his insight into what it's been like based in Cornwall. I've always found it fascinating that Verdant have had massive success out of the county and struggled in their homeland of Cornwall, but it's good to hear that after much time and effort that they are finally starting to see some success closer to home. Just hearing Adam talk about their new taproom and site has made me even more excited to visit them in the coming weeks. Having seen their old blue site several times, it'll be interesting to compare the scale of their new site compared to the previous one. That first pint there after the long drive down will go down very well, I can assure you. Their newfound dedication to producing cask, championing it and making sure it's the best quality it can be is very interesting as well as too is the influx of demand for it already from further afield and I'm sure once it's available people will flock for casks of verdant at their local pub or taproom. Thanks to Adam once again and thank you too for listening to the show and hopefully you're continuing to enjoy the new format. Thanks to Adam once again and thank you for listening too and hopefully you're continuing to enjoy the new format of the show. Don't forget, Any positive reviews on Spotify, Apple or Google would be massively appreciated. And if you are listening to the show, please do let me know by sharing your thoughts and feelings on social media. And and tag me into your posts or your stories as well. But until next time, bye for now.